This is The Bottom Line, a show designed to help Australian businesses succeed. On the show, you'll hear from leading Australian business owners as they share the lessons they've learned building their companies. You'll learn from their successes as well as some of the challenges they faced along the way. We also talk to experts from a range of fields who share specialised techniques you can use to improve your business. I'm your host, Savan Chuna, and I'm a director at Alexander Spencer, and I'm really passionate about helping Australian businesses succeed. Today, we're speaking with Michael Falk. Michael is the Chief Economist at Intellectual Property Australia, the Australian government agency responsible for administering intellectual property rights relating to patents and trademarks. In today's episode, Michael talks about the importance of IP for businesses and IP Australia's new trademark checker tool. You'll learn the different types of intellectual property, understand the importance of a registered trademark, and gain insight into how businesses can leverage IP to generate revenue and increase competitiveness. Let's jump in. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining me on The Bottom Line today. For those that don't know you, can you tell us a little about you? Sure. Thank you. So my name is Michael Falk. Um, I'm the Chief Economist at IP Australia. So IP Australia is a federal government agency that administers intellectual property rights in Australia. So that's patents, trademarks, design rights, plant breeders' rights. We engage with small business across the country to help them access these tools for innovation and to provide and to ensure and to understand how small business can use IP rights effectively to grow. So tell us a little bit more about your title. You are an economist, a chief economist. What does your day-to-day life look like? Just Go a little bit deeper into the role and and responsibilities. So one of the responsibilities of our agency is to advise government on policy issues around the intellectual property system and the innovation system, the economy more broadly, to ensure that the system is fit for purpose for small businesses and for large businesses and really for the users of the system. And so part of that is collecting views of people who use the system. And part of it is about building a kind of evidence base around how IP rights benefit businesses, how they can make effective use of IP rights, where there may to be changes in the system to ensure that we're really driving innovation across the country. So my role is to lead that program of economic evidence and advice. Before we start talking about how intellectual property can benefit businesses, for those listeners that sort of may not know exactly what intellectual property means, can you tell us a little bit about the definition and your version of the definition of what intellectual property is? So there are many different types of intellectual property rights, but broadly speaking, what they are are property rights that society grants to innovators, which allows them to, for a limited time, exclude others from copying their ideas. So the IP rights that we administer cover the full ram- gamut of different aspects of products and services that businesses bring to market, from technical inventions, which are covered by patents, through to their branding, which is covered by trademarks. The really, really effective use of intellectual property rights involves kind of bundling them together to manage the intangible aspects of products or services. So you can think of what an example would be kind of gummy bear. You can think of all of the ingenuity that can go into producing and marketing that product from the formulation, which may be covered by a patent, 
to the manufacturing process, which may be protected by trade secrets, to the drawing on the on the label covered by copyright, right, through to the brand that it's that it's marketed under, protected by trademarks. So IP Australia, in essence, there's one of the things that you do obviously is grant these rights. So applications are made by either the business or the clients around whether it's a patent or a trademark. And patents and trademarks, you mentioned patents more for around inventions, trademarks around that branding, and then they kind of can be intertwined and go together. And IP Australia, your department is the one that rubber stamps and authorise these things? We don't rubber stamp them. (laughs) Not rubber stamp them, but actually after the due diligence is done, is that the stamp comes out? Yeah. So to be granted an IP right, you meet certain criteria. So, you know, to get a patent, which can be extremely valuable, you have to submit an application for an invention that we find examined to be novel, distinctive, non-obvious, to be an inventive step above or beyond the normal progress of science and technology. You must see some really interesting cases. Are you part of the team that actually puts it all together? Do you, you must sit in the area that sees the applications come through. Do you kind of go, wow, if they could get that off the ground, we're in a different world. Have you sort of seen stuff that just excite you and so on? Uh, so I'm in a different part of the organization to our examiners. They're very highly specialized experts in quite esoteric fields of, of science and technology or, you know, with specific expertise in examining trademarks or design merits. So I do like hearing about some of the ingenious inventions that come in the door, but I'm not doing that on a daily basis. So quickly, what's your view would be on how Australia is going, I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but how is Australia going compared to the rest of the world in terms of developing innovation and creating those unique robotics, AI? Obviously, these IPs are formulas, especially from a patent perspective, first to market. How are we tracking globally as a country against the rest? Australia is an incredibly innovative country. And We can see that in both the technology that we develop here in Australia, but also the technology that we access and adapt from overseas. And what we found was that during the COVID pandemic in particular, so in in the first years of the COVID pandemic, there was a surge in innovation in health technology, in digital technology, as people sort of adjusted to the challenges of the pandemic period. There was a surge in trademarks, which reflect new product and service introductions. And IP. so there's been a, what we've observed here as being a sort of exuberance in innovation over recent years. And that's consistent with what's been observed overseas. So intellectual property always provides businesses with certain degree of advantage. How can businesses leverage their intellectual property to generate revenue and increase competitiveness? We like to think of the role and benefits of IP over the full life cycle of a business. That starts even before a company may be obtain investment, outside investment. So we know that patents as well as trademarks can have an important influence on a company's ability to earn venture capital investment, for example, and can influence the valuation that they receive from capital investors. In the case of patents, it's the intellectual property rights signals that the company is well managed to capture returns from innovation. And in the case of trademarks, it's sort of having a well-developed, well-protected trademark signals that the company 
is well positioned to carve out a market niche and grow a loyal customer base. But then you can follow it right through to the growth phase of the company. And we've done research looking at you know, around 600,000 Australian SMEs and found that those that obtain a trademark are about 18% more likely to experience high employment growth over the medium term. That extends to high employment and high turnover growth. How can businesses ensure they avoid sort of those potential legal pitfalls? So diving deeper a little bit into obviously the science behind the application and, and how it all works, but obviously you're trying to protect yourself. What can businesses do to avoid those legal pitfalls? So one of the most important things that a business can do is to get advice early. We see so many examples where businesses have been end up even not being able to obtain intellectual property rights because they haven't done a proper assessment of what IP rights are protected, what knowledge is protected in the public domain, or where they've made decisions like how to brand themselves, what to focus their innovative efforts in, and then found that that infringes other people's intellectual property rights. So it's really important to think about your intellectual property strategy when you're making those decisions about where you want to focus your investment, how you want to grow your business. What are the potential consequences of not registering a trademark and what steps can businesses take to avoid these risks? The first thing is that people can copy your brand, right? And they can attempt to trade under your name and that can erode your ability to do business. It's also the case that having a registered trademark is part of establishing a relationship with your customers Mm. And that's a relation, you know, over time use of of a recognizable trademark that is not confusingly similar with other marks in in the market. That helps you to accrue goodwill over time. And so customers are more likely to reward you Mm. for investing in quality, for investing in bringing to them novel solutions and maintaining a high quality business. Now, let's talk about this tool IP Australia has created. It's designed to make it easy for those planning to register their trademark. So what is IP Australia's new trademark checker tool and how does it work? We have research that shows that in Australia, use of trademarks by small business is growing, but it's still quite low. So we wanted to make sure that or provide tools that would increase the ability of small business to access these trademark protections. So we developed a tool called TN Checker. This is a free trademark tool where you can basically get online, you can enter your brand name or logo. It'll give you an idea if there's a similar registered trademark in Australia or if if there's an issue with the trademark that you're trying to develop and protect. So it'll give you guidance on your ability to protect your trademark and then direct you to how you can go about protecting it. So IP Australia website is so good. Um, Michael, I've played around with it researching this episode. It looks really easy to apply. Is it best for businesses to just do these things themselves when they're applying for either patents or trademarks? Or do you believe or think that it's best to get professional advice or get professional help for the application? Look, it depends on the case. We're developing tools to make it easier for businesses to access the IP system and in particular for the businesses that want to pursue trademark protection to be able to seek protection independently if that's the way they want to go. At the same time, for more complex cases and in particular, for example, where a business is seeking patent protection on an invention, then our advice would be to seek 
advice from an IP professional. The other thing that I wanted to sort of get a bit of a feel for for our listeners, obviously we're in a global market, right? And we're building in some companies, especially some of the tech ones that are easily export into global, into other countries. IP Australia is Australia, but is there a worldwide register? How does it work if I'm all of a sudden registered product in Australia, let's call, I don't know, Savan's Gadget, and Savan's Gadget is registered in Australia, and then I blow up around the world But then all of a sudden, there's a Savant's gadget in France and there's a Savant's gadget in the US. Does having the IP registered in Australia protect my little gadget and device and trademark and brand? And how does the global and the world trademark IP, how does it all talk to one another? And how does sort of that world work for businesses navigating through global matters around IP? So protecting IP in Australia, it does not provide you protection in other jurisdictions. So considering how you're going to expand internationally, you need to think about where the markets are that that you want to seek protection and seek protection in those markets. Now, you can file an application for a trademark or a patent through an international IP system. In the case of patents, that's the PCT system. In the case of trademarks, it's the Madrid system. And what these systems do are allow you to file a single application for protection in multiple jurisdictions, sort of establishing a sort of priority date against which those applications will be examined across those different markets. Awesome. Where do you see SMEs and businesses really fail around IP management and just IP? And what advice would you have for SMEs? One of the key challenges that we see for businesses is they will often disclose their intellectual property in a way that limits their ability to seek protection later. So if you have an invention or a design and that you're thinking you need protection for and you test those in the market or you disclose them on your website or in a publication, then that can harm your ability to obtain protection of that intellectual property. So it's important to get advice early while you're developing your strategy for bringing your ideas to market. Are there any unexpected benefits IP that you that you have noticed? We have a study, a report that we're publishing in April, which goes looks in a kind of deep way at what the impact of IP is for both businesses and for their employees. And so it's sort of well known that being granted a patent, for example, can generate substantial increases in, in business productivity, and that's indicated by higher wages. So it flow, the benefits to the business flow through into higher wages for workers. And we've been looking at what happens in Australia and found that for small and medium-sized enterprise in Australia, that working for Australian workers, working in a, we've found that for Australian workers in small and medium-sized enterprise, working in a company that patents is associated with around 11% increase in, in wages. And interestingly, those benefits are are strongest for workers in medium and low skill level occupations. So it really highlights the importance of people from diverse backgrounds, from product assemblers and technicians to sales workers, for businesses to innovate. The people with diverse skills in diverse occupations are capturing some of the returns to innovation. Well, thank you so much for the guidance and support there. And I honestly had never really dive deep into the IP Australia website. And it's an amazing website. It's got so much tools for business owners to be able to just learn 
um, around what a patent is, what a trademark is. It's so easy to navigate. The online tool checker is is really cool. I've tried to see what little trademarks I can register. So it's good fun to play around with it. So urge our clients and listeners to have a play and think about if there is trademarks and patents that they have that needs to be protected. But I wanted to say thank you, Michael, for joining me on the bottom line today and the work that IP Australia does for our small businesses in protecting and supporting them in their journey of growth. So I want to say thank you and, and thank you for your time today. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. This is The Bottom Line, a show designed to help Australian businesses succeed. This podcast was produced by accountancy firm Alexander Spencer. At Alexander Spencer, we've been helping business owners realise their goals since 1952. And we play a pivotal role in developing, implementing and supervising the business goals and strategies of our clients. To find out how we can help your business succeed, head to our website, alexanderspencer.com.au. To make sure you don't miss an episode of The Bottom Line, be sure to subscribe to or follow the show in your podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. It really helps others find the show. I'm Savan Tuna, and we'll be back next episode with more tips to help you transform your business. And that's The Bottom Line.